WMUL-FM, Huntington, West Virginia. And now, News Center 88 at 5, the area source for the most complete news coverage from across the campus of Marshall University and the Huntington Tri-State area. And now, the News Center 88 team. Good evening, everyone, for this Thursday, October 20th, 2022. I'm Michaela Wheeler. And I'm Luke Hamilton. Coming up this evening on News Center 88, Afghan couple accuse U.S. Marine of abducting their baby. All on your only daily source for Marshall Broadcast News, David Adkins will be in with the Metro Huntington weather forecast, and Sean Kelly will be in with the FM 88 report. The current temperature outside is a windy 57. And now on to our top story. The Pentagon will provide travel funds and support for troops and their dependents who seek abortions but are based in states where they are now illegal. The Pentagon has looked at how it can continue to support medical services, including abortion, to service members and family members since the Supreme Court overturned its own 1973 abortion legalizing ruling in June. The new policy was announced today by Defense Secretary Lloyd Austin. Many of the Pentagon's major military bases are located in states, including Texas and Florida, where anti-abortion laws are now in place. Voters in five states are deciding whether to close loopholes that allowed convict labor as an exception to slavery. None will force immediate changes, though they could lead to legal challenges related to how states use prison labor. The effort is part of a national push to amend the 13th Amendment of the U.S. Constitution, which banned enslavement or involuntary servitude except as a form of criminal punishment. Voters this November will decide whether to keep similar exemptions in state constitutions in Alabama, Louisiana, Oregon, Tennessee, and Vermont. One advocate says, quote, we've never seen a single day in the United States where slavery was not legal, unquote. The Republicans running for Arizona's three top statewide offices have said they wouldn't have signed off on the 2020 presidential results if they were in office at the time of that election. They've also signaled they want to overhaul the rules for Arizona's elections. Experts say if any of the GOP nominees for governor, secretary of state or attorney general were to win in November, that official could try to tilt the 2024 election toward Donald Trump if the former president runs again. It could happen through a refusal to certify an election or through changes to the election process that could make it less likely for a Democrat to win. Staffers at the World Health Organization's Syrian office have alleged that their boss mismanaged millions of dollars, plied government officials with gifts, including computers, gold coins, and cars, and acted frivolously as COVID-19 swept the country. More than 100 confidential documents, messages, and other materials obtained by the Associated Press show WHO officials told investigators that the agency's Syria representative, Dr. Akimal Magtai Muva, engaged in abusive behavior, pressured WHO staff to sign contracts with Syrian government politicians, and consistently misspent taxpayer funds. Complaints from at least a dozen personnel have triggered one of the biggest internal WHO probes in years, at times involving more than 20 investigators. An Afghan couple who arrived in the U.S. as refugees are suing a U.S. Marine and his wife for allegedly abducting their baby. The baby was injured in a U.S. military raid that killed her parents and five siblings and was being raised as a daughter by her newlywed adult cousin and his wife. Unbeknownst to this Afghan couple, court records say U.S. Marine Joshua Mast and his wife adopted the child in a Virginia court 7,000 miles away. Mast helped the family flee during the chaotic withdrawal of U.S. troops. Then, they say, once on American soil, Mast abducted the child. Mast says he and his wife are her legal parents and, quote, 
acted admirably, unquote, to save her in keeping with their Christian beliefs. Coming up, Cincinnati youth football coach gunned down after practice. That and more news from across the tri-state when News Center 88 returns right after this. You've supported her through every accomplishment in her life. Cross, pull, I tied my shoes. While your ultimate goal is to teach her to stand on her own. Let go, let go. I can do it. There are things she just can't do without your support. There were drugs and alcohol at the party. Talk with the teens in your life. And if they're in substance abuse treatment and recovery, support them. Help them turn the hardest thing they've ever done into their greatest accomplishment. For information and treatment referral, call 1-800-662-HELP. This is the story of Daniel, who was born two months early. His lungs weren't ready. His heart wasn't ready. His parents could only hope that one day he would leave the hospital healthy and they would all live happily ever after. Daniel's is just one of the more than 500,000 stories of babies born prematurely last year. You can help the March of Dimes stop premature birth and bring more babies home healthy. Learn how at marchofdimes.com. Working together for stronger, healthier babies. Welcome back to News Center 88, voted best newscast in the state of West Virginia by the Associated Press. I'm Michaela Wheeler. And I'm Luke Hamilton. A new family court circuit judge has been appointed in West Virginia to serve in Berkeley and Jefferson counties. Government Jim Justice appointed Lindsay Matschett of Martinsburg to the post. Matschett replaces Judge Sally Jackson, who retired. The governor's office says Matschett has spent her career in public service, most recently in the Jefferson County Prosecutor's Office. She is a graduate of Shepherd University and received her law degree from Penn State. Kentucky Governor Andy Beshear has announced plans to extend Medicaid coverage for dental, vision, and hearing care to hundreds of thousands of adults. He says the initiative removes some health obstacles keeping people from working. He says the expansion will cover about 900,000 adults enrolled in Medicaid. They'll be eligible for the extended benefits starting January 1, 2023, with no special enrollment period needed. Beshear linked health to workforce participation when unveiling the initiative today. He says the federal government will pay for the, quote, vast majority, unquote, of the expanded care. He says the state's Medicaid budget can absorb the rest. A community is mourning a youth football coach who was killed in a shooting in Cincinnati after practice had finished. Police say 37-year-old Jermaine Knox died at the scene outside the College Hill Recreation Facility on Tuesday night. Another man was wounded. Knox coached the Trojan Black team and was remembered during a memorial service last night as a mentor to many children in the community. It was not clear what led to the shooting. Police are seeking a suspect, but they had little information to go on. They encourage community members to come forward. A candidate for Louisville District of the Kentucky House has been disqualified from the race for a filing error. The judge ruled that Susan Tyler Witten's signatures did not live in House District 31 when she filed to run for office. The Associated Press reports... Witten filed on January 19th, the day before the legislative redistricting in that district took effect. Witten's opponent, Democrat Sue Foster, filed a petition to have Witten disqualified from the race. President Joe Biden has checked out the repair work underway at the Pennsylvania Bridge that, came, that became a symbol of the nation's troubled infrastructure when it collapsed nine months ago. Today, Biden visited Pittsburgh's Fern Hollow Bridge to showcase his administration's efforts to revitalize the nation's roadways. 
Administration officials say the repair job expected to be finished by December was accelerated by passage of a bipartisan infrastructure law that Biden signed late last year. Biden will also hold an evening fundraiser in Philadelphia for U.S. Senate candidate John Fetterman with the midterm elections less than three weeks away. Coming up next, worker who quietly lowered town's fluoride for years resigns. That and more news from around the nation when New Center 88 returns. Stay with us. plans to pollute the airwaves with Nickelback is almost to rotten fruition. We must let our powers combine. Jazz. Avoid winning news in sports. Rock and roll. Flashback. Ska. With your powers combined, I am WMUL. Oh no! WMUL's award-winning radio programming is kicking my... 88.1 WMUL. We all share a common journey. We wanted to serve our country and protect the things we love. But for some of us, coming home was more of a challenge than we expected. In the service, we had each other's backs. But as veterans, it can sometimes feel like we're all alone. For confidential support, call 1-800-273-8255 and press 1. Chat at VeteransCrisisLine.net or text 838-255. Touchdown, Thundering Herd! Want to know the time of our next sports broadcast? Go to our website at www.marshall.edu slash WMUL and find the entire sports schedule on the front page. You can even go one step further and listen to the game live right off our website, www.marshall.edu slash WMUL. Yet another reason why we're the worldwide leader of Marshall sports coverage, WMUL 88.1. I just wanted to eat like a normal human being, you know? Just something I could hold down without the horrible pain. Crohn's disease and ulcerative colitis are diseases that attack the digestive system. A feeding tube's not my idea of a good meal. At the Crohn's and Colitis Foundation of America, we're excited about the latest research. Then there was this new drug. Thousands of people are being treated with new drug therapies. Doc said it doesn't work for everyone, but I got lucky. To help, visit ccfa.org. Now I'm taking food the old-fashioned way. I'm eating it. Welcome back to News Center 88, the best news program by the National Broadcasting Society. I'm Michaela Wheeler. And I'm Luke Hamilton. The White House says the U.S. has evidence that Iranian troops are directly engaged on the ground in Crimea supporting Russian drone attacks on Ukraine's infrastructure and civilian population. Today, National Security Council spokesman John Kirby told reporters that Iran has sent a, quote, relatively small number, unquote, of personnel to Crimea a part of Ukraine unilaterally annexed by Russia in contravention of international law in 2014. Those are assisting Russian troops in launching Iranian-made drones against Ukraine, Kirby said. He says the Iranians have put trainers and tech support in Crimea, but, quote, it's the Russians who are doing the piloting, unquote. The Florida legislature will hold a special session before the end of the year to consider providing property tax relief for people and businesses whose property was destroyed by Hurricane Ian. Republican Governor Ron DeSantis made the announcement today on hard-hit Cinnabel Island. DeSantis also has signed an executive order extending the deadline for property taxes for homes and businesses destroyed or left uninhabitable after the September storm. 
DeSantis says the session could also address other issues brought about by the hurricane, including property insurance or helping local governments to pay for essential services. Lawmakers from two junior governing parties have slammed plans for Chinese shipping group Costco to take a major stake in the operator of Germany's biggest container terminal. The legislators warned that the proposal poses a national security risk. Today, public broadcaster NDR reported that German Chancellor Olaf Scholz has been been asked officials to find a compromise that would allow the investment in Hamburg to happen. Several ministers... Ministries had reportedly rejected the deal on the grounds that Costco could get too much leverage. Two officials, who spoke on the condition of anonymity, confirmed that several ministries opposed the deal. Scholl's office and the investment review would follow existing rules, but declined further comment. A woman who blinded herself in jail while under the influence of drugs will receive $4.35 million in a settlement with San Diego County. Her lawyer, Daniel Pina, confirmed to the San Diego Union-Tribune the settlement was reached. The paper reported late last night that Tanya Suarez had sued the county, alleging jail staff failed to protect her from harming herself in 2019. She was arrested and during the intake process was reportedly acting oddly and clawing at her eyes and placed in a cell by herself. The suit says a deputy watched as she tried to remove her eyeball and failed to intervene after she succeeded. A town employee who for years quietly lowered the fluoride level in a Vermont community's drinking water has resigned. Richmond Water Superintendent Kendall Chamberlain submitted a letter of resignation Monday. He says in his resignation letter that fluoride levels have not been in the state-recommended range for over a decade. That's much longer than the nearly four years the state had originally disclosed. The Vermont Health Department did not immediately return an email seeking comment. The initial discovery sparked concern about dental health, misinformation, and government transparency. The town said this month it would return to full fluoridation. Coming up next, police used tear gas on the anniversary of a fatal protest. Your daily political update when News Center 88 returns, right after this. Fifty-five? So what does WMUL mean by the cutting edge? Well, not this, but this. Marshall University students say it's not easy being Greek. Nope, not this either. But this, oh yeah. And finally, 0% this, but 100% this. Got it, touchdown, thundering herd. So the cutting edge means award-winning news, music, and sports, not uh, cutting stuff. 88.1 WMUL. Today, a new creature walks among us, causing fear, mayhem, and injury. Stay back, children. Look out for the dreaded digital deadwalkers. With faces pressed against their little handheld devices, they put all good citizens in harm's way. Hey, dude, I'm walking here. Oh, sorry, I didn't see you. A public service message from the American Academy of Orthopedic Surgeons, who want to keep everyone well-connected with healthy bones. Welcome back to News Center 88. I'm Michaela Wheeler. I'm Luke Hamilton. A new report in Pentagon data show that suicides across the active-duty U.S. military decreased over the past 18 months, driven by sharp drops in the Air Force and Marine Corps last year, and a similar decline among Army soldiers during the first six months of this year. The numbers show a dramatic reversal of what had been a fairly steady increase in recent years. 
The shift follows increased attention by senior military leaders and an array of new programs aimed at addressing what has been a persistent problem in all the services. Although it's unclear what impact any of the programs had or if pandemic-related restrictions played any role in the decline. British Prime Minister Liz Truss took office last month with hopes and promises of reinvigorating the British economy and putting it on the path to long-term success. It didn't go to plan. Instead, Truss's tenure was scarred by turmoil as her economic policies threatened the country's financial stability, driving the pound to record lows, sparking chaos on bond markets and increasing mortgage costs for millions of people. The party says it will select a new leader and prime minister by October 28th. Truss will remain prime minister until then. Italy's president has begun formal consultations with the aim of quickly giving the country a new government. The uphill task of trying to form a governing coalition is expected to go to far-right leader Giorgia Maloney. Her Brothers of Italy party triumphed in the country's general election last month, but relations with a key coalition partner recently soured over former Premier Silvio Berlusconi's sympathies with Russian President Vladimir Putin. Today, Berlusconi's lawmakers insisted he'll be a pro-Europe, pro-Ukraine ally in the new government. If Maloney succeeds in creating a viable coalition, Italy would have its first government led by the far right since the end of World War II. Nigerian police officers have fired tear gas at protesters in Lagos who were marking the second anniversary of demonstrations against police brutality that turned deadly. Participants said they gathered at the city's leaky tollgate to draw attention to police brutality they allege remains rife despite promises of reform. A Lagos police spokesperson said tear gas was fired today to disperse lawless people. He described the action as, quote, the least harmful thing we could have done, unquote. A human rights lawyer says the protesters were demonstrating peacefully. Eleven people died when security forces fired live ammunition at crowds gathered at the leaky tollgate for an anti-police protest on October 20th, 2020. Authorities in the Central African nation of Chad say at least 30 people have died following protests in the capital. The demonstrators took to the streets today to protest interim leader Mohamed Idris Deby, two-year extension of power. Organizers of the march said the death toll was higher at 40, with many wounded by bullets as well. Today's march marks the deadliest anti-government protest since Deby took over last year in the wake of his father's assassination. Officials said the late president, Idris Deby, Itno was killed by rebels while visiting Chadian troops on the battlefield in the country's north. And coming up, David Adkins will have a complete look at your Metro Huntington weather forecast, and Sean Kelly will be in with the FM88 Sports Report. Stay with us. This song is being played on a didgeridoo. A didgeridoo is an instrument made by indigenous Australians. WMUL doesn't have any songs with didgeridoos in them. But what we do have is the Tri-State's largest variety of music, from alternative to hip-hop, jazz to blues, and much more. Plus, our selection is constantly being updated with the latest tunes. So, you know, maybe one day we will have a song with a didgeridoo in it. um, Till kickers come back. WMUL-FM. You have a CD for any mood. You've got Uh. everything from rainy day jazz to pure existential angst. You've got CDs to dance to, boogie to, shimmy to, mosh to, and totally rock out to. 
You've got rock, rap, pop, alt pop, sub pop, hip hop, <laughs> jazz, blues, country, metal, punk, and some stuff they don't even have a name for yet. But do you have a first aid kit? You have the things that make you happy. Get the things that make you prepared. An all hazards emergency preparedness kit can help. Ready kits are available at your local retailer. You Learn more at ready.gov. G'day, mates. My name is Dango Mick, and I've come all the way from Australia in search of a creature that's spelled W-M-U-L. I guess it's a woman. It's known only to exist on the Marshall campus, and its void has been known to induce a dependency on a wide variety of music that only it can supply. Crocky! There it is now, and it's attacking another radio station. Oh, but don't worry, kiddies. It'll be all right. It's only nature. Welcome back to News Center 88. I'm David Atkins, and now it's time for your Metro Huntington weather forecast. Today you will find it to be a sunny 57 degrees. The temperature will be steadily rising into the 70s heading into this weekend as Mr. Sunshine has decided to stay with us over the next few days. The temperature will dramatically drop throughout the night and hover just above frost at a low of 34 degrees around 6.30 a.m. tomorrow morning. If there are plants out on your front porch that can't stand freezing temperatures, it's about time to bring them indoors. Tomorrow's temperature will rise throughout the day before reaching a high of 67 around 4 p.m. Then the temperature will drop throughout the night before reaching a low of 42 around 3 a.m. Saturday. The temperature Saturday morning will then rise to a high of 73 around 3 p.m. Your weather word of the day is sonal flow. The description that meteorologists use to refer to an orientation of the jet stream that is set up from west to east. A zonal flow pattern is typically characterized by fairly seasonal temperatures and on and off precipitation threats as quick moving upper level disturbances can be expected from time to time. Thank you weatherology.com for that information. Currently outside the WMUL studios, it's a sunny 57 degrees. That's your Metro Huntington weather forecast for New Center 88. I'm David Atkins. Thanks, Dave. Now Sean Kelly joins us with the FM 88 Sports Report. Starting with tennis, four Marshall players will compete in the ITA Atlantic Regional in Blacksburg, Virginia. Qualifiers for singles have already begun this morning, with Emma Vander Hayden being the only heard player placed in tomorrow's main singles draw. Additionally, main draw doubles will begin tomorrow, with Vander Hayden and Johanna Strom forming a team, as well as Rike Gillar and Gabrielle Clairot uh, grouping together for their doubles matchup. For their doubles matchup, at 7 p.m., women's soccer begins its penultimate road game of the season, facing off against Coastal Carolina. The Herd looked to increase its one-point lead on the Chanticleers in conference play following a six-save performance from goalkeeper Alexis Wugmuth that led to a 1-1 tie versus James Madison. This matchup will also be the first between the two teams in women's soccer. This men's, the men's soccer team bounced back from Saturday's loss to Old Dominion by tying Georgia State on the road by a score of 1-1. After a scoreless first half, Adam Almick gave Marshall a 1-0 lead in the 52nd minute for his first goal of the season. However, Georgia State would equalize in the 72nd minute off a goal by Jack Hilton Jones. On to cross country, senior Abby Herring was named Sunbelt Conference Women's Runner of the Week yesterday morning. In Friday's Falcon Invitational, Herring finished second overall and set a new personal record with a 6K time of 21 minutes and one second. This is now her third personal collegiate best this se set this season 
joining her 5K time of 17 minutes 27 seconds at the Mike Balmer Classic on September 7th, and an updated personal best 5K time of 17 minutes 7 seconds at the Louisville Classic. Finally, Director of Athletics Christian Spears announced yesterday that men's track and field will return as a collegiate sport for Marshall effective the 2022-23 season. Marshall will now be the only Division I program in the state of West Virginia to have both men's and women's track and field teams. Now for some news around the sports world. In NFL news, Dallas Cowboys quarterback Dak Prescott announced earlier this morning that he will be starting in Sunday's game against the Detroit Lions. Prescott will return as starting quarterback after suffering a fractured right thumb during, week one, during a Week 1 game against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Prescott also said in today's press conference that he will not need to wear a brace on his thumb and has had no limitations in practice this week. For the New England Patriots, quarterback Mac Jones is said to be available for this week's Monday night game against the Chicago Bears. Jones has been inactive for the past three weeks after, after suffering a left ankle sprain during a Week 3 game against the Baltimore Ravens. Even though coach Bill Belichick has deflected co- questions about Jones' status in recent weeks, Jones has told teammates that his recovery has progressed heading into today's practice session. Bailey Zappi has started at quarterback the past two games, going 2-0, throwing for 596 yards with four touchdowns and one interception. In soccer news, the Super League, a 12-team league comprised of clubs across Europe that collapsed 48 hours into its launch in April 2021, is, quote, very much alive, unquote, according to new CEO Bernd Reichardt. With three of the inaugural members, Real Madrid, Barcelona, and Juventus, not withdrawn from the proposed league, Reichardt was quoted as saying, quote, There are some who want to declare that it is dead, but if they say it a lot, there is still much to suspect. There are clubs in Europe that surely share the vision of Juventus, Real Madrid, and Barcelona, and now have the opportunity to share what they think. That hasn't stopped criticism of the league, with UEFA president Alexander Serafin saying, quote, Nobody wants it except the few who think that, it, that football is all about money, unquote, in an interview earlier this year. The league is still in its proposal stage, with Reichardt not expecting play to begin before the 2024-25 season. Finally, NBA superstar Kevin Durant earlier, announced earlier today that he is part owner of a major league pickleball expansion team along with Rich Kleiman, manager of a group called 35 Ventures. The Brooklyn Nets forward was quoted as saying pickleball has become, quote, a small passion, unquote, after Clayman got Durant onto the court for a game. Durant is not the only athlete or NBA player, for that matter, to announce ownership of a pickleball team, joining the likes of LeBron James, Draymond Green, Kevin Love, Drew Brees, and Tom Brady. Major League Pickleball was founded in 2021 and will expand its current from its current 12 teams to 16 in 2023, while doubling its annual events to six and increasing prize money to $2 million next season. Thank you to Herdzone and ESPN for the information. That'll do it for the FM88 Sports Report. For FM88 Sports, I'm Sean Kelly. Thanks, Sean. Coming up, hands up, this is a stain. Stay with us to find out more right after this on New Center 88.
Are you training for a marathon or something? I heard if you lose lots of weight, you can prevent diabetes. Get real. You don't have to knock yourself out to prevent diabetes. Take small steps. Talk to your health care provider. Losing a small amount of weight by being active 30 minutes, five days a week, and eating healthier can prevent diabetes. For more information, call 1-800-438-5383 and ask for Get Real, a message from the Department of Health and Human Services National Diabetes Education Program. And finally, today on News Center 88, this gives new meaning to a police sting operation. In this case, it's a citizen who's accused of putting sting on police. A Massachusetts woman faces multiple assault and battery charges after police say she released a swarm of bees on sheriff deputies. The website, the Associated Press, reports deputies were trying to serve on eviction notice on a home when they were met by protesters. One, identified as 55-year-old Rory Woods, showed up with beehives on a trailer and took the cover off one, causing hundreds of bees to swarm. Some law enforcement officials were stung, including three who were allergic to bees. Woods has pleaded not guilty at her arrangement and is now free on bail. And that does it for this edition of News Center 88. Be sure to tune in tomorrow at 5 for the most complete news from Marsh University and the Tri-State area. And remember to check us out on the World Wide Web at marshall.edu slash WMUL. For David Adkins, Luke Hamilton, Morgan Pemberton, Sean Kelly, and the entire News Center 88 team, I'm Michaela Wheeler, and your thought of the day is, when all else is lost, the future still remains. Christian Nessel Bovey.